the Wise Men Say podcast. We are not in Magland anymore. We're very much back in the heart of Sunderland. Probably sounding too enthusiastic at the start, aren't I, Matthew? Considering a very flat performance from the lads tonight. Sunderland AFC, nil. Doncaster Rovers, nil. I'm Roy Fallow with Matthew Keelan, the usual reacting duo with a lovely cavalcade, like as advertised, Matthew, wasn't it, on Thursday night? Said we would have a lot of drunken revelry, didn't we? Idiots. Yeah. We've got more idiots. We've got Chris Weatherspoon, the idiot. Did you struggle with my surname there? Well, no, I was just pausing for a dramatic effect. Right, so I'm, right, I'm, I'm not sure it worked, to we be honest. Had, we had Chris Weatherspoon. <laughs> Enemy of the people now still vindicated Chris Weatherspoon. We're here with Michael Loft. Good evening. And Lewis Newton as well. Hello. So, lads, I did say, to be fair, Matthew said 6 0, and I did say we would win 2 0, but I also caveated it with. It was very much it was very much set up for a disappointing Limpman performance, and while maybe it's not like total fume, Chris, it's it wasn't enough tonight, was it? No, I, I think it's a bit of a it's a bit of a come down from the last couple of weeks. Um, honestly, like from my perspective, I wasn't I, I certainly wasn't too surprised, and I feel like I'm one of the more optimistic people in this room at the minute, just because I, I felt like. So you're Donald would disagree. Right, well, I said 6-0. I mean, right? I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. Well, uh, no, well after the fact. Now, how, how are you after, feeling? Well, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, Stuart Donald would disagree with me if I said red was uh, white, yeah, yeah. so let's be fucking honest. But, um, well, if red was white, that's... Uh, oh, that's Chris it's late. You can't even get your metaphors right. I'm, I'm, I'm not listening to your opinion. <laughs> Mickey Love, what, what about you? Like, you're, you are actually Mr. Sunderland. You are always ever the optimist. Can you put a positive spin on tonight at all? I think over the last few months I've certainly not been optimistic. Um, <laughs> tonight, I think my biggest criticism would be again with Parkinson. He, he hasn't got a clue. We've got to come to substitutions a lot of the time. Now. We're like Parkinson now. I'm not saying that I don't like Mr. Parkinson. But Mr. Parkinson. <laughs> See, is he your English teacher now? Make you love? See, I'm going the other way because Gaz F kept on referring to him as Phil the other night, so I want to kind of bring a more <laughs> formal kind of element of a podcast this evening. But not. To be fair, he hasn't got clues, maybe a bit harsh, but I think he just left it far too late today. I think sometimes... What did you have done earlier? So, Lafferty, I know maybe he doesn't have a match fitness, but sometimes things just aren't working. And tonight, White just wasn't working. He wasn't um, on form. He wasn't playing the way he kind of has been lately. So I just think that Lafferty, he showed some very classy touches when he came on. And I think maybe if we'd brought um, Watmore or McNulty or someone on a bit earlier, we might have had more of an impact. Yeah, I don't think as well... You could tell about like 15 minutes in, Maguire was going to have one of those nights, wasn't he, Lewis? Like, maybe I wouldn't have been against, to be honest, uh, Lafferty coming on maybe for Maguire and maybe going not 4 4 2 necessarily, but you know, just we're at home, we're on a good run of form, like, why not? I don't disagree with the changes that he made. I thought he could have made them earlier. I think Maguire wasn't having a night, I didn't think Gooch was having a night, Charlie White, everything was just bouncing off him, but we were playing hoofball against two of the biggest centre-halves in the league. Like, it's not going to work, is it? You bring Lafferty on, Lafferty likes to play at his feet. You could see, by the way, he was trying to control the ball with his chest every time the ball came towards him that he wasn't going to knock it on for anyone anyway. So, I, I, I mean, obviously, you keep players like Maguire or Gooch in on, and then on the pitch because they've got that moment of like magic every now and then. But I, I don't think... I, I think he probably could have made his changes a little bit earlier, but I thought, apart from that, he got them all okay. I just didn't think we played well to the high-intensity levels. But, I mean, I, I fume quite regularly, like all the time. And I was fuming about 10 minutes ago 
I'm yet to get through my. I, I, I'm, I'm about. You've had about a quarter of a pint there. I'm about to get down to half a pint. I'll be fuming again. But I just think like you've got to give. You've got to give them a bit of credit, to be honest. Thought they came... No, no, like... Uh, you're just shaking your head, Lewis. Just hang on. <laughs> like, Absolutely seen off. I've, they came... They've obviously watched us play in recent weeks. And they came and did a job well, on us. They, they played us less than a month ago. They knew what they were coming to do. They came... They had a game plan. They stuck to it. And they come away with a point. Like, they've got a good manager. Darren Moose, like, he did okay at West Brom. He was unlucky at West Brom, I thought. And that... Uh, and it, they've come and they've, they've come with a game plan. They've, they've come for a point. And they've got one. Like fair play. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I mean, I, I said half time like quite a few people were like, "Oh, we're being crap. We're being rubbish." And all that. I was like, "Well, to be fair, like on the ball, we haven't made up the much. Like I think defensively, we look quite solid." And I said at half time, I was like, "I don't think these will keep this up." Like they were doubling up on Hume. They were doubling up on Gucci, and They couldn't. To be fair, they didn't keep that up. But they did look pretty solid. Like any time we got in behind, like their sort of halves were getting back in. They were get, they were nipping it away, and like. I agree with Matthew. I think like you have got to give them credit. I think look at like obviously we've been on a good run the last few weeks, but we've all said like the two key players were Gooch and Hume. Last week, MK Don's first half figured them out. Look, we didn't look any great shakes. Second half, yeah, like we got on top of them. They weren't able to keep it going. Gooch scored a bit of a worldie tonight. Like they they kept it going a bit longer. Like look, second half we, we were by far the better team. We were much much more on top. But I think. As good as the last few weeks have been, we're still like a pretty limited side. And sorry, sorry. no, 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 no. no. I, was just, I was just gonna say, like, I think as good as it's been, as enjoyable as it's been, we need a bit of a plan B. And like, it might not be the worst thing that this, this has happened a week before the window shuts because let's be honest, right? We all know what the owner's like. And I can guarantee you that if we'd won there tonight and we didn't do any business next week, the excuse would be, well, look, we'll have it. We've won pretty much. We've won just about every game in January. Yeah, it could be you similar know? to what I said in terms of the the, Bol- the Bolton game and yeah, on, on Boxing Day. Yeah. I just think the difference between tonight and last week was us taking us two open goals last week. Like we didn't have them sort of chances tonight. Like the closest we came was what more and nine getting in each other's way in the last minute. And like, can can we just have a word? Uh, you brought it was to loves handballing at Ozturk, doesn't he? Just thinks it's funny, doesn't he? I wish we like. Three three games. Well, actually, it started against Doncaster, didn't it? Like he's just bookended performances against Doncaster with hilarious handballs. Lewis, Lewis, you're a bit of a rag. More of more of that though. Thing is, I, I have been quite like wanting him to kind of come out the team because I don't think he plays much football kind of thing. But no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me bring it back round. Sorry, but he's just so sick. Yeah, you better apologise. I am. Yeah, sorry. He simplifies everything, and he's just so solid in that in that central position where like. He generally, apart from like, apart from punching the ball out of the air every now and then, he does not put a foot wrong. He's like doing that, exactly. he stopped the goal doing that. Like he is, I, I mean, Lynch, Lynch winds me up rotten because I just don't think he can be arsed whatsoever. Willis has been like superb all season, but also has been a rug. I think obviously we can get barely, barely right in at that left sided. I think we're, we're solid, mate. We're, like we conceded the least amount of goals in the league. Yeah, you, 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 you're talking about defence there, Mickey. A little bit of a word for Jordan Willis as well. I thought Jordan Willis was was excellent tonight. Like I, I thought he was really good against MK Dons. He is, he's the linchpin in that defence, isn't he? Well, he's certainly better than the actual lynch in the back four, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, Willis, Willis has been absolutely um, excellent. He had a bit of a slow start when he came to the club, but he's grown into it more and more. And now the way you've seen him bringing the ball out of the back three is absolutely brilliant to watch. 
But I do agree with what Lewis was saying about Lynch. He particularly annoyed me at a time when we went to take a throw in and we clearly went to go and throw it to Lynch. And Lynch was like, no, nah, make it to the keeper. And he kind of like didn't take responsibility and that frustrated me a little bit. We are lacking balls. We are lacking balls. I'll let you carry on, but across the pitch, we are lacking balls. Yeah, it's just, and I think Lynch as well. I know we've just praised also for being too safe, but I think if you've got two of the back three, centre-halves that are playing it too safe. I don't think that's a really good balance. So I think that Lynch, he kind of has his default. He just puts it out of play or hacks it out of play when sometimes he's got much better options. So I think as good as it is that Willis is playing the ball out of defence really well, it's a little bit of a worry that we've got two limited footballers next to him. So let's hope for when Bailey Wright comes into the team that he can like kind of play a bit better football because when you look at that, I looked at some stats on him the other day and he's got a higher pass completion rate than Jordan Willis. And he's got um, over 50% um, like completed dribbles as well out the back from the back. So hopefully he's going to be a really good addition. He can um, bring a bit of an extra ingredient. I would, I would, I would bring Flanagan back in before I, before I brought him. In. He's injured, isn't he? He's injured. He, he, but he, I would, I would bring, I would bring him back in before I brought a new signing. I thought Flanagan's been really good when he when he's played this season. I said it the other day, yesterday actually. Um, I think Willis is. Like arguably the the best centre half in the league. Like there isn't a better one. Because everyone else is shit. He's very solid and like he didn't again he didn't put a foot wrong there tonight. Like for for me he was probably our man of the match. Um I I, just, I don't see how you can criticize him there tonight. I think to be honest, I don't like getting away from talking about that, I think like tonight one of the things that got me like I agree with what Lewis said about the substitutes. Um I thought he got the subs right, I thought he could have made them earlier. But I think like that's two games in a row now where Greg hasn't been on the bench, and it's it's clear as day like well he's out of favour and we're trying to get rid of him. Yeah. And I think, but but it's I just think it's pretty damning. Like if we're talking about like January transfer business and that, it's clear as day that if we don't get rid of him, we're not bringing another striker in. Uh, well, yeah, you you look at the fact that Boyce is going to Hearts for what like, 100, 150 grand. Well, to me though, like I'm sorry, but like I would. Regardless of what's gone before, I would have Grig on the bench before McNulty. I agree. Every day I, I of the week, agree. I'd have Grig. I, I think, well, are, are we pretty unanimous on that? I don't understand why he's not on the bench. Like, where is he? I don't understand, and I know this isn't like about tonight, and we're reacting about tonight, but I don't understand why the games where we've been 3-0 up, 4-0 up, with 20 minutes to go. Why is he not? Why, why haven't we been bringing him on? Like, if he's, if he's, if he's down on his luck, if he's, if he's down on confidence of that, why the hell aren't we bringing him on? And I can only surmise that it's because we're desperate to get rid of him. We're in a pretty um, unusual situation, or in the in an ideal world from Parkinson's point of view, McNulty and Grigg won't be at the club this time next week. So that's, you've got two people there in a waste. Maybe he's even a waste of a place on the bench. Not because I've got anything against Grigg or McNulty as players, but just simply because if your manager doesn't see you as part of a long-term plan, it's really hard to motivate them to come on and make an impact on the game. It is, but it, but it is. I agree with that. But it, in terms of a Will Grigg, it could be a snap like a snapshot goal that he gets like he's a goal well you can laugh at this but he's a goal scorer like the, the, thing, the thing about it is so like the, the thing about it is and like I know like it's it's easy to dig out the transfer sort of thing but it's just symptomatic of like the position we've got ourselves into like now we're sat here we said we're going to get this all, we said we're going to get it all sorted before the end of the window we're not going to be scraping around in the last week that's exactly what we're doing, and like like what you just said there, Mickey. Like, all right, okay, we'll get rid of McNulty and Grigg this week. 
Have we got time to get somebody in? Problem was, last, last year we brought Greg in at the last minute. Look how much it cost and look how that worked out for us. And the fact of the matter is, like, look, I'm not putting this on Parkinson or whatever, but we've all been seeing all window and prior to, we need reinforcements, we need things. Now, tonight showed that. Again, we need, we need a plan B. And I'm sorry, but it doesn't look like we're going to do it. Not only that, it's just it's a little bit of a worry, but let's say, for example, that they are still here, both McNulty and Greg. How can you then go around when, like, fairly publicly we've been trying to get rid of them? Obviously, Parks hasn't been coming out in the press and saying this, but when you kind of, like, dot the, like, the I's and, of course, the T's and all that, it's pretty obvious that we're trying to get rid of them. So let's say that they're still here in, like, a week, a week and a half time. How would you then, like, try and get them to say, all oh, right, lads, can you give us till the end of the season to try and get us promoted? So that's, what, that's, so that's, why, that's why you should be on the bench in, in the squad. The thing as well... The thing there, Lewis, Lewis is gearing up. Come on, Lewis. What I want to kind of... And I'm getting like a bit of a drum roll in the background here, but in our last seven games, we've bought one, one player on pretty much every time. Obviously, today we made two substitutions. Parkins is looking at his bench and he's looking and he's saying, like, we, have, he hasn't, we haven't got on the bench what, what we need kind of thing. We haven't got anyone on the bench who's going to change the game. I know, obviously, we've got to offload players to bring players in, but if it's not about money, then why aren't we doing that already kind of thing? You've got a boy score for 150k. Apparently, apparently we put a 200k bid in, like, and... How has that come down 150k? How have we dropped out the race? Like, he's someone who could potentially change our season. That kid from Bristol City who we've kind of killed our interest in, like someone with a lot of pace. Like, that's gone. Doherty, kind of Norburn, like loads of players. Like, uh, I, I agree. And I think, like, one of the things I've heard this week is like, oh, well, like, because I pointed out, like, if Future and Hume get nagged, we're nagged. People got, oh, well, we're a League One club. Not many League One clubs can cope with that. And, like, I, but we shouldn't be a League One club. And the fact of the matter is, we're going to talk ourselves up as like the big boys. We're going to see if we've got all this money and whatnot. Like we should have enough strength and depth. Like let's be honest. Like we've got two full back. We've got two wing backs at the minute. One of whom wasn't born as a wing back. And oh nine. And like we talk about this on every freaking podcast. He's doing great now. If one of them gets injured, that's our game plan out yeah, the window. Like just quickly, like you, you mentioned, humor, humor, Gooch getting injured, and that's when that is. They were nullified tonight, and we were knackered. Yeah, exactly. So. And that, and that, and that's part of the problem. And like that's. That's not on the manager. Like at the end, of the, like no, no, I think, no, no, I, I think the thing with the thing with Parkinson is Parkinson has worked under difficult circumstances before. So in a way, he's the best man for the job in that because he's coming into a situation where, regardless of what we get told from above, we all know the real crack. We all know what's going on. We all knew when they said, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna spend X, Y, Z in January." We all knew it wasn't gonna happen. So he's the perfect one because he just cracks on with it. But at the end of the day, look if. If this bloke's serious about getting out of this division, I'm not asking us to go and spend a fortune, but the fact of the matter is, like, there's some glaring weaknesses in that team. Now, the big problem is, we were told, we were told when they came in, we're not going to start chucking daft money around, then you hear this week that Salford are going to contribute five grand a week towards Will Grigg. Contribute? So what the hell is he getting paid? And he can't even get in the squad? Yeah, and that's, that, that's the worry, but looking ahead to the next few games to sort of wrap things up, Matthew, as we were walking to the ground tonight, we said... We were quite confident about win tonight, and we thought, right, win tonight, and you do think we should be beating Tranmere, and you were treating Portsmouth as a little bit of a free hit as well, because, you, you know, Portsmouth are really good at home and, you know, a decent side in the division. The, the fact that we drew tonight does put a different slant on that, lads, so I just want to go around quickly and get and get a gauge of these next two games. Tranmere away, it's two away games, Tranmere away, Portsmouth away. What do you think the minimum requirement is? Looking to, let's just say we are looking towards automatic promotion places, which we should be doing. Chris, what do you think the minimum requirement is? Requirement, I think four points. 
Yeah, I would say four points. The Greys, four points. Six. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done, Lewis. The rock in the book. Yeah, you, you got, got a few. Seconds. You got another few, ten seconds. Say something outrageous. Um, Charlie Meffin was behind me today. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. He was. He was. He was in the box you and he fucking rotter. <laughs> and he, he got. He got a bit of abuse as well. Rightly so, might I add. Probably some fruity language going in the direction of Charlie Methven, which, by all reports, when the Netflix series comes out, is probably going to be, you know, worldwide sort of fruity language going in his direction. But we'll wait for that, and hopefully we get back to winning ways against Tranmere on Wednesday. Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 